Warning, books discussed on this podcast may contain violence, sexual content, or other sensitive topics. Hello, and welcome to the Between the Lines podcast. My name is Janine. I'm a library clerk at the South Central Regional Library Winkler Branch. And I'm Jess. I'm the branch administrator of the Winkler Library. This is a podcast where we discuss books. The things we love, the things we hate, the things that drove us crazy. What we do is read the first half of the book, discuss the front cover, because we all judge books by their covers, our impressions of the first half of the book, and then for the second part, we can discuss our final impressions. We thought that this would be an interesting way of doing a podcast, because my impressions of the book halfway through and my impressions of the book at the end are always quite different. Sometimes it's relief at being done, sometimes it's a shame that the book is over. So that here is this week's book. So today's book is Verity by Colleen Hoover. Very, very popular author right now. Um, So I'm going to read you the summary. Lowen Ashley is a struggling writer on the brink of financial ruin when she accepts the job offer of a lifetime. Jeremy Crawford, husband of best-selling author Verity Crawford, has hired Lowen to complete the remaining books in a successful series his injured wife is unable to finish. Lowen arrives at the Crawford home, ready to sort through years of Verity's notes and outlines, hoping to find enough material to get her started. What Lowen doesn't expect is to uncover in the chaotic office is an unfinished autobiography Verity never intended for anyone to read. Page after page of bone-chilling admissions, including Verity's recollection of the night her family was forever altered. Lowen decides to keep the manuscript hidden from Jeremy, knowing its contents could devastate the already grieving father. But as Lowen's feelings for Jeremy begin to intensify, she recognizes all the ways she could benefit if he were to read his wife's words. After all, no matter how devoted Jeremy is to his injured wife, a truth this horrifying would make it impossible for him to continue loving her. So, as you mentioned, this is a very popular book by a very popular author at this point in time. This book currently has 12 holds um, just in Estheril already. So, and there was another Colin Hoover book that had, what, 24, 25? 25, yeah. 25 holds on it. And actually, so, when you look at the record in our catalog, and it says the holds, I think it shows for all of the libraries that are part of it, there was, like, 73. Oh. So, like, that's not just our branches. That's, like... No, she is a popular author right now. She's blowing up so, everywhere. Which is awesome for her. So. Yes. Yeah. Um, what did you think of the cover of the book? So I'm a little puzzled by the cover because it's legs kind of sticking out from like a net or something. I'm not quite sure what it's, what it is. It looks like a galaxy nebula thing to me, but like very, very abstract. Yeah. And I've got the like center swirling thing going on. Yeah. I, I'm just not really sure how the cover relates to the book itself. That's kind of the thing. I like the design. I think it's really cool. I think it's a very stylish and well-done cover. But if you look at that cover and compare it to what I've read in the first half of the book, that cover makes no sense. Yeah, I just... Yeah, I don't know. And it's mirrored, right? So it's... Mm-hmm. It's just... it's a, it's a To me, it's puzzling. Maybe it will become clear in the second half of the book, but... Or they could have just gone, it's cool, we'll use that one. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe it was like, oh, I like this picture, okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't I don't really know. But 
It is. It's a neat design either way. Yes. I will say, because this author and this book is so popular right now, I hesitate to read books like that mm-hmm. because I'm afraid they're not going to live up to the hype. Uh, but also, I've been waiting a really long time to read this author because I keep seeing her everywhere. So, yeah. To start, I was like, mm, I want to start it, but I don't want to start it. So, yeah. That's the thing. I have not read any Colleen Hoover yeah. at all. No, this is my first also. Um, I'll be honest, I haven't even looked too deeply into what genre she is. I was very much judging the rest of her books by their covers, because <laughs> they all look fairly fluffy romance. I don't know that that's what her writing is. This one does, um, I think on the back it's called a romantic thriller, mm-hmm. which I thought, mm, is that a thing? I'm not sure. I would say it's a thing. But yeah, that's what this one is kind of classified as, and so... But this this book also has a cover that's quite different compared to the other covers. Yeah, that's true also. So I, I don't know. I need to look into it. I'm doing the book orders. I really need to look into it. <laughs> but the reality is I have no idea what kind of books she normally writes. And if yeah. this is a good example of her writing or right. if this is an outlier. Yeah. So. Yeah. And having said that too, I have a couple more of her books on order mm-hmm. for myself to read. So we'll see what... She has a new one coming out in fall. Right, yes. I think in October. And it's a sequel to one of her other books. So, yeah. yeah. And we will be ordering that one. <laughs> <laughs> thoughts about the book itself? Oh, I have some thoughts. <laughs> I will say, first thing, straight off the bat, I do not like what she did with the chapter layout thing. No. Because you decided where we were going to stop. You picked the halfway point. And your note on it was, um, chapter five, written out, not the number. And I'm going, what the heck? (laughs) What does that even mean? And then I started reading the book and I got it. But it is a little bit odd. And I mean, if you're just reading the book, it's probably not going to matter to you. But going, (laughs) yeah, it's a little bit weird. It's a book within a book, basically. That's the thing. Yeah, when I opened it up to it, I was like... Trying to find the halfway mark. I'm like, what the heck is going on here? Why is what are you this, doing? <laughs> why am I at chapter 11 and then chapter 5? That doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. And so I had to like kind of look at it a bit closer. That part, the book within the book mm-hmm. is very interesting to me. Once you get to the point where there's a book within a book, it makes sense why the formatting is the way it is. Yes. But just coming straight into it, I'm mm-hmm. like, I have no idea. Yeah. So. And like, this book starts off with a bang. Literally, I kind of more of a pop. <laughs> well, yes, the pop. I was like, okay, I'm gonna puke now. And I took notes on this and I'm going, okay, chapters are slightly strange. I like the cover design. First page, dude gets his head run over by a truck. What the heck? <laughs> yeah, I know. And that like really has nothing to do with the rest of the story aside from it provides an opportunity for the two main characters to meet. Exactly. And that's the thing, too. I went in this book, like, I told you, we're going to do a Colleen Hoover book for the podcast. You're going, which one? I said, just pick one. (laughs) Just pick one. I don't care. Tell me the title. Tell me how far I need to read. We're good to go. I literally did not even read the back of this book (laughs) before I started reading it. (laughs) I am a horrible, horrible librarian. (laughs) But I just, 
I just went straight into it. Mm-hmm. And Colleen Hoover, like I said before, a lot of her book covers are a bit more of the, like, you know, they're more pastel colors, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I was expecting more of a, you know, slightly suspense rom-com type thing. And first page, and dude gets his head popped by a truck tire, and I'm yes. going, what the heck? Yes, and she literally uses the word pop. She, yeah, this is not me being overly descriptive. She so, literally says pop. So for me, I'm like, this is a shock. I, like, it definitely the first page had an impact, mm-hmm. which is funny because, like I said, it has nothing to do with No, not really. At least not so far. No. So, yeah, I, uh, I will say... Sometimes I found her writing to be, I'm not sure if crass is the right word, but she. Some of the writing as Verity, I yes. found rather. It's too much. I'm like, we don't need to know this. Yeah. And I think, I think that's the character. Like as you read further into Verity's story, it is like, that's just her person. Like I'm just. I think it's a way for the author to distinguish between the two personalities of the two main characters, as it were. Yeah. Or the two women. I I feel like it is a literary device used, but at the same time I'm going, really? I know. Sometimes I'm like, I don't, I don't need to read this. And why is it? And get a thesaurus. Yeah. Why do we have to use certain words for things that just sound more cross? Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I just, I just found that there's a couple words that she just used on repeat. I'm going, yeah, like get the romance writer's dictionary thesaurus <laughs> option here and pick something else. Yes. I can see why the author did it. Yeah. But it is one where I'm going, please tell me this is not a stereotypical sample of your writing. Yes. Because if it is, eh, no. <laughs> yeah. I just, like, I had a hard time. Verity's chapters are very interesting. She is a very interesting character. Yes. But I did struggle with reading them because of the way they were written mm-hmm. that I just didn't really like. Yeah, that's the thing. The uh, Lowen Ashley, which, by the way, can we just flip it to Ashley Lowen? Because that makes so much know, more sense in my head. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's a last name, <laughs> not a first name. Exactly. <laughs> she is the writer taking over. Most, most of the book, hypothetically, is written from her point of view as her, but then she finds Verity's manuscript autobiography and some of the chapters are from Verity's book. So we find out about Verity, even though she's in a, not a coma, but she's in a, mm, we'll get into that yet. She's yeah. unavailable for her own narration, shall we say. <laughs> so yeah, we're hearing her story told from her perspective as that's the book within the book. Yes. Yeah, Verity's the book autobiography. She's probably verified. So, her chapters were difficult to read. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. It, it's one of those things where I'm kind of going, interesting. And I just, I don't know. I, I find the whole plot so far a little bit weird. Yeah. Because when Lowen is hired to write this book, Jeremy, in the meeting says that she was chosen, despite the fact she's not a very popular author, she was chosen because Verity really likes her writing and thinks she could do justice to her writing style. Mm-hmm. But when Lowen shows up to 
go through the office and figure out notes and whatnot. I got the impression Verity does not like her at all. So I'm kind of going, were you brought here because Jeremy likes your writing? Or what's going on here? I find the initial premise for the plot is a bit odd. So what gave you the impression that Verity didn't like her? I don't know, because there's not a specific situation I can point to going that. Because Verity is in a state of... A vegetative state in a way. Kind of. But not... But she, like, her eyes open and close. They're not sure how much she understands. She's conscious. She has some very, very basic mobility. Yeah. Like, she can swallow and whatnot. She's not completely um, paralyzed. I don't know. I just... But there are... It's just the vibe. Okay. Also... There are things that have happened in the first half that make me think that Verity is not as out of it as she seems. That's the thing. And so I'm wondering, like, I'm not sure if it's possible to fake this type of condition that she has, but... Mm, Well, at one point, Jeremy did say that the doctor said there was nothing physically wrong with her. It was her mind. Yeah. So, when it comes to the mind, you can fake an awful lot of stuff. Yeah. So, I just, like, based on the parts of her autobiography that we've heard, I sort of feel like, hmm, I wonder if she's acting and what is the end game here? Mm -hmm. So, like, at the end, I was like, what is Lowen hiding? What is Verity hiding? What is everyone hiding? Heck, what is Jeremy hiding? I don't trust that guy. I don't either. I don't. Pardon me, but his kid, I don't trust either. I don't trust any of these characters to be totally honest like not any and so like i'm just i'm puzzled by the characters and the premise and like what is happening and they literally like i finished the half and i was like i have to keep reading i need to i think i may have read one chapter farther than you okay did you read i think i read till the end did you read till the end of five okay yeah that's where i stopped so you you read to the end of five as well no Oh, I stopped at chapter five. So you read one more than me. Five is a doozy. Okay. So, <laughs> so yeah. I tried not to ruin it. Well, <laughs> like, I just. It is one of those words, like, I don't trust any of these characters. No. None of them, including Lowen. But I need to know what's going to happen. I'm very invested in this book. <laughs> I know. And I, like I said, I want to keep reading. I'm probably going to go home tonight and finish. Mm-hmm. Because. You know, I have to know. Yeah, yeah. But I am terrible like, with these kind of books where I'm going, no, I have to go. I, I have to know. I have I know. to know. I tend to read these kind of books in one sitting because yes, I my know. impulse control is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but I also have a sinking feeling that I'm going to hate the end. I yeah. worry about that. I don't know why I have that feeling. I but don't like I just the characters. So I, I don't know. It's, yeah, and I... Like, I shouldn't say I don't like. I don't trust any of the characters. No. And I was reading and I'm like, no, 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 no. Do not get into a relationship with the married man. Do oh, not. I know. Like, I, I, close to the beginning, I was like, something is going to happen between these two. But I, no, do not make something happen between these two. No, that's the thing. I'm like, and on the one hand, I feel like Lowen is kind of going, oh, no, I shouldn't. But on the other hand, not really going more like looking for a loophole rather yeah. than actually seriously going, I should not get into a relationship with yes. a man when I'm living in the same house as his 
vegetative state. It's not a vegetative state. It's not. A fugue state wife. Yeah. His ill wife. Let's put it this way. Yes. His ill wife. Yes. She keeps saying, no, I can't. But then she keeps hugging him. And doing things, like staring at him and imagining things. Exactly. No. I'm like, stop. Just stop. Stop it. Just don't. Yeah. She's an interesting character also. But I also like the writing. Colleen Hoover definitely is very descriptive. Mm-hmm. Like, so I'm going to read you a quote here because I thought she was talking about, Lone is talking about Verity. And she says, the clever and talented Verity is no longer in there. Was her body the only thing that survived that wreck? It's as if she were an egg, cracked open and poured out, and all that's left are the tiny fragments of hard shell. And I was like, wow. And then um, she talks about Jeremy. I can't help but wonder how Jeremy is handling all this. He's a concrete pillar on the outside, but the inside has to be a hollow. It's disappointing knowing this is his life now. Caring for an eggshell with no yolk. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, caring for an eggshell. Whoa. I remember that going, what? I know. And I just, like, I, but the writing, like, it's good writing. It's good writing. That's I can thing. understand why she's popular. Yes. Because it draws you in. And, like, we're both saying, we need to finish this book because mm-hmm. we need to know what happens. So, obviously. You're going to have to record part two of the podcast, like, tomorrow. I know. <laughs> The writing is obviously, like, it's very good. It's very descriptive. Mm -hmm. It draws you in. Yes. And, like, at the beginning, when she talked about the pop, I could literally Mm -hmm. picture and hear it in my mind, and I wanted to throw up. It was one of those where I'm going, hmm, paints an image. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. But she's very, like, so far, very good at that. Mm -hmm. And But yet not so descriptive that it's like, okay, shut up. Yeah. Like, no, there's like, some characters where I'm like, we don't need to know that the sky is a specific shade of teal, blah, 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 blah. Yes. Too much description takes you out of the story. Yeah. Not enough description doesn't paint a picture, so you're kind of... Yeah. It's like walking around with a glasses on. Mm-hmm. She hits that in-between balance very well. Yeah. The pacing is very good. That too. And the writing is, yeah, it just draws you in and like... You just need to keep going. Yeah. That's the thing. When um, Lowen showed up at uh, Jeremy and Verity's house, I kind of braced myself and went, oh, here we go. <laughs> now it's just going to slow down and it's going to just kind of be me. It'll be all emotional, blah, blah, blah. It's not that it's not emotional, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But I went from like the first chapter, roughly, of Verity's book going, <laughs> she sounds great. She sounds very entertaining, one of those people where it's, like, <laughs> slightly psychotic, but in a good way, <laughs> to, like, the next chapter going, oh, you need to die in a hole. <laughs> <laughs> I know, because I wrote down in my notes, literally, Pregnant Verity is a little nutty. A little <laughs> nutty. A lot nutty, actually. A lot nutty. Oh, my yeah. word. Like, by the time I finished the second half, I'm like, I hate this character. I hate this character so much that I was literally, like, gritting my teeth and going, <gasps> Yes. When I was reading this book, like, this character is just so, I don't understand her. Yeah. And it frustrates me, and she makes me mad. Yes. Like, like to she, the point where I'm like, I hate you. She seems very manipulative. Oh, totally. To the point where that's partly why I wonder if she's faking what's going on with her. Exactly. That's the thing. And... Nutty and to the point where I remember thinking like when I kind of hit the end of 
one chapter farther than I was supposed to read, going, does she have, a, like, a psychological medical condition? Mm-hmm. Like, not related to her accident, but before that? Yeah. Because Lowen mentioned something about initially thinking that she was a sociopath, but now was leaning more towards psychopath. Okay. I'm yeah. kind of going, yeah, but I've heard... I don't know. It, it's very reminiscent of a condition that I heard of at some point, probably in the show house, frankly. <laughs> so that one hits the weird ones. Yep. Um, where it's a person is so obsessed with the attention of one person that they're, they're jealous of literally anything mm-hmm. that takes that attention away from them. Yeah. And that's essentially what's happening with Verity. Like, yep. And I thought there was a specific condition that it was called or based on, but I don't remember off the top of my head. Yeah, it's like, I just, I don't know. I don't know where it's going to go from here. I don't know. That's the thing. Like At this point, in Verity's book, I'm going, what else can there be? I know. But then I'm going, oh right, we've got two dead kids to still cover. Yes. And one still alive kid who hopefully stays alive because that kid was cut and injured in his mother's room. Yes. With a knife. So it couldn't be found later. Yes, that's the thing that makes me think she's faking it. But there was one part that I take a little bit of issue with. And this is something that when I read books, sometimes I pay, probably pay too close attention to the details. But on one page, she says, I walk to the bedroom to sift through my bag for the Xanax. As soon as I get the bottle open, I hear a scream come from upstairs. And then on the next page, she writes, I drop my unopened bottle of pills on the bed. And little inconsistencies like that really bother me. Mm-hmm. Because on the one page it was open and on the next page it was unopened. Yeah. Well, which is it? And what's wrong with your editor? What is it? Is it, though? Because Lowen also, I get the feeling something was going on with the drugs that her mother was taking. Yes. Because at the beginning of the book, she was complaining or stating that she should have hidden the morphine before everything was cleared out after her mother passed away. And it sounds like she's fairly cool taking Xanax probably a bit more than she should. Right. But did she open the bottle, quickly take the pills and then close it? Did she open the bottle, take the pills and forgot she take the pills? Did she see the knife? Is it drugs? But like... But on one page, she opened the bottle, and on the next page, she throws down the unopened bottle. Yep. But it's written in first person from her point of view. Yes. That's the thing. So you don't think that was a mistake? I'm going to plead the fifth on this one. Okay. Because I have a feeling... That's the thing. I don't trust any of these characters. Yeah. At all. Because... Lowen drugs, very strong ones, have been mentioned multiple times. Yeah. Her behavior, not to judge, but for crying out loud, stay away from the guy who's... Yes. Like, what the heck are you doing? Um, and I, there's been multiple times where she's kind of gone, there's footsteps in the hall that are too heavy to be used. Chase, crew? Crew. Crew. Uh, who's the son? Yeah. Too heavy to be Cruz, too light to be Jeremy's. Who could they possibly be? The nurse has gone home. Um, the time that she thought she saw Verity standing in the window. Mm-hmm. She's very paranoid. 
She is she very paranoid? Is it drugs? Is it yeah. what is it? Yeah, I know. So it's possible that she's an unreliable narrator. Right? Thing. I don't trust her first person perspective when drugs have been mentioned and odd things are happening. It's aggravating. And with crew, he was cut. She thought she saw the knife, mm-hmm. but when she went back to look for the knife, it wasn't there. Did Verity pick it up, despite the fact she's supposed to be fairly immobile? Or did... Was it... She she just was in possession of Xanax. Did she take it? Did she not take it? Yeah. Is that affecting her recollection or her view of the events? I don't trust anybody. No, I know. Did she cut crew? And then say there was a knife and hide the knife. Yeah, I know. It's it's very aggravating because I need to know what happened. <laughs> I need to know. I'm going home and I'm reading this. Like, <laughs> But that's the thing, too. I don't trust Verity because... Mm-hmm. Oh, well, we'll get into Verity. I don't trust Jeremy. We'll start with that first. I don't... Yeah. Because to a point, I can sort of understand Lowen's reaction to the situation her mother just died there's a nice guy who is also dealing with some stuff so they can kind of connect and sometimes you just need a hug (laughs) but i i can understand psychologically to a point why lowen's behavior is what it is yeah jeremy yes to a point it's quite similar to lowen Mm -hmm. in that he just lost two of his kids um his wife is ill, and now a woman shows up who's also had some trauma, so connecting. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, your wife is still in the house. Yeah. From Verity's book so far, he sounds like he was a pretty decent husband. Yeah. Quite attentive, ecstatic when the kids were born. I don't know... How do I put this? To go from, I love my wife, and there's nothing I wouldn't do for her, and I love my kids, and there's nothing I wouldn't do for them, to being interested in another woman. Mm -hmm. In your wife's house. Although we don't actually know that he's interested. He has done some things. That's the thing, where I'm kind of going, is this nice guy? And from Lowen's point of view, it's changing the perspective Mm -hmm. is he just trying to be a good guy and Mm -hmm. a good host she's reading into it or is there something there yeah but i still don't trust him because who invites a random stranger to stay in their house and go through their (laughs) wife's stuff yes yes taking emotion out of it completely that's still weird and so is he also not the person that verity is making him out to be that's the thing Does she have a sunshine and rainbows view of him? Yeah. And is the other thing I was wondering as we've been talking is if Verity's autobiography was actually written by Verity. Didn't think of that. Good point. Do you think Jeremy wrote it? I'm not sure. I'm wondering. Hmm. I I don't. He doesn't seem the type. I don't really think so, but I. It seems unlikely. I wonder. But also, does he have a job? I don't know. I was kind of wondering that. Yeah, like, because so do? far, all he's done is wander around, make food, and tear up a dock. Yeah. I, like, what does he do all day? 
To be fair, his wife is making lots of money. Yeah, that's true. And it, it doesn't sound like it's one of those, you know, power couple things where it's she's the writer, he's the agent kind of thing. Because mm-hmm. he said in the first meeting that he, like, never does this. Yeah. So what does he do? Yeah. Did he just quit his job? Did he quit his job to stay home with the kids? Maybe that will come up yet. Thing is, it does mention him going to work. At the beginning of their relationship. Uh, it was after the kids were born. This may be in the chapter that I'm okay. Okay. Um, because that chapter is... Ah. <laughs> um, but it does mention him going to work. Okay. But it also, I don't think it mentions what he does at that point. Okay. I don't know that it ever really does. Or maybe it does at the beginning. Well, he went... He was away for several months when she wrote her first book. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't say doing what. Yeah. I'm going to go with International Spy. <laughs> Until we fill in the blanks, I'm going to put International Spy there. Well, I don't know. What about uh, Crew? I don't trust that kid. He seems a little... Uh... So far, he's my favorite out of all the ones I don't trust. <laughs> Mainly because of the turtle thing. But I also suspect his mother killed his turtle, so... He seems a little evil. He seems like one of those kids that is like, where's the cat? <laughs> yeah. Put down the cat. <laughs> yep. Somebody who could turn into a serial killer. He's had a fair amount of trauma, mm-hmm. so I don't want to judge the kid too harshly. But I'm also kind of going, okay, when Lowen first pulled up, she, I don't know, turned around or something in her car. And there's just like this kid standing there staring at her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe we'll go to the country, but the kid's five. Yeah. Where's the adults? He seems, like, the way he acts, sometimes he seems like he's older than five. Mm-hmm. Like, I have a five-year-old at my house. and when <laughs> Kidnapped in the basement. No. <laughs> okay, that sounded bad. <laughs> it did. I have a five-year-old. And uh, the way that she acts is different from the way that this five-year-old acts. And I would say that my five-year-old is more mature than other five-year-olds. Oh, yeah, she is. And this kid seems even more mature than that. To be fair, your five-year-old hasn't had two sisters die. And a moment in a terrible accident. That is true. She has not had really any trauma in her life. Mm -hmm. Um, And I do get the feeling that Kuru is being manipulated by his mother somehow. That's possible. Like, he's very clingy to her also. It seems like he always wants to be in her bed with her. Mm-hmm. And so I wonder what is going on there. Like, as a kid, I would find, I would think that that would be scary to have your mom there and not be able to interact with you. Yeah, but she is still alive. So it could be he's clinging to the last bit of normal family Maybe. kind of thing that he had. But it's also, like Jeremy says, that he never talks about his sister's who died, or mentions them, or, like, anything. Although he did mention them. He did, at, yeah. Yeah. Close to the end of the first half, he says something about them, but it's not, um, it's not something that he talks about yeah. regularly, or at all, until that point. So, mm. there's definitely something going on there, and it could just be from the trauma. Who Very knows, possible. right? But it also... It also seems weird, and I don't know what's going to happen next in Verity's story, but she seems to not want her kids. Mm-hmm. And so especially, like, the twins, like, she tried to abort them. Mm-hmm. And 
And we should say, not like go to a medical clinic, abort, no. not in the health and safe, healthy and safe way to have an abortion. No, she tried falling down the stairs, drinking wine, um, pills, pills, a hanger. Yeah, a coat hanger. Which left a scar on one of the kids' faces, which I found sort of traumatizing. Yes, slightly. But why would she have a second kid? That's, or a third that's kid, the I mean. thing. We haven't yet gotten to the point in Verity's story where it explains where the heck crew came from. Yeah. Because she is not shy about the fact she does not want the twins. Yes. And so then I wonder, like, is she that good of an actress that she appears like she loves her kids and wants another kid? Like, why? But why would you do that? That's, that's the problem I have with Verity. Because... That's, like, when she started behaving that way about, like, when she found out she was pregnant, she was freaking, like, the couple first couple paragraphs of after she finds out she's pregnant, she's freaking about, freaking out about her body changing. I can understand being concerned about that when you get pregnant, like, oh my word, this is going to really change things. Mm -hmm. I found it a little bit odd, but I'm kind of like, okay. Everybody reacts differently. Sometimes panic is your go-to. Yeah. But then she starts actively trying to get rid of these kids and talking about how much she doesn't like them and how mad she is at Jeremy for, you know, paying attention to the kids and talking about, like, hey, what do we want to name them or kissing your stomach or anything like that. Mm -hmm. I'm going, what the hell is wrong with you women? Yeah. And I'm like, is pre-partum depression a thing? It is. <laughs> okay. It is I, a thing. I was wondering if it was something yeah. along those lines. But, like, she took it pretty far. Yes. And then she had kids. And I don't remember exactly. I'm going to spoil some things for you. Just that that chapter that I read. Okay. A couple. It's fine. Hmm. Once the babies were born, she was concerned about how that would affect, affect her life, yada, yada. Babies are born. You know what she does? Jeremy goes to work. She turns off the baby monitors, puts in her earplugs, and ignores the kids all day. Newborn babies. That's and I'm going, you need to die in a hole. (laughs) If you do not want kids, and you do not want to take care of them, A, you don't have kids. B, you have the financial means to hire a nanny. Yes, hire a nanny. Or, how about he stays home and you go to work? You don't just do that. Like, all that made me so mad. (laughs) Like, but it also, like, getting back to crew, she clearly didn't want her kids. Mm -hmm. And from the sounds of it, she did not pay attention to them. Yeah. And why does he want to be with her? What is it? That's the thing where I wonder if she is manipulating him. Because I, I get the feeling she is not as out of it as she thinks she, that I, she is. They think she is. They think she is or she tries yeah. to make out that she is. Because there's also a thing with crew where at some point Lowen asked him, like, oh, did your mom tell you that? Or, you know, something along the lines where crew basically sort of hints at the fact that his mother is communicating with him in some way. Yes. So I do wonder if she is manipulating him. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah. Like... There's something going on there. I am. I'm going home tonight and I'm reading the rest of this book because I'm <laughs> yep. like, ah, it's driving me crazy. I, I know. I, I know. I, I don't do suspense well. <laughs> I do like suspense, but I 
I don't like it when I have to stop. <laughs> when I don't want I to. I like suspense. I like this kind of book where it's like, what happens next? Yes. I need to know. Yes. I hate it when I'm like, oh, I have to stop. Because I was yep. terrible in school where they're like, read the first chapter. And I'm like, I've finished the book. Yeah, I know. I know. Don't tell me I can only read half. Oh, no, it's terrible. Yeah. But. It is. But at the same time, it's like, this is, what is going on? What is happening? There, There is a lot that has happened. It's one of those weird things where Lone has been at their house for like a week I think roughly maybe close to that and while nothing's happened happened there's been a lot of like fairly big revelations like Mm -hmm. it's gone from Verity who seems kind of like a bit of a weird but fun person Mm -hmm. to oh my word yeah what the hell is wrong with you she's nutty and it's one of those things it's a medical condition it's a medical condition however Seek treatment. Seek help. Yeah. Don't take it out on your kids. Yeah. That's the disclaimer. But, like, Lowen hasn't even started writing the book yet. She hasn't even finished going to the office yet. No. She keeps getting distracted by Verity's autobiography. Which, (laughs) that's the thing, too, with Lowen, where I'm going, boundaries? Yes, but also, if that was me, I would have a hard time putting that down, too. It is one of those things where I'm kind of going... I don't know that that's really what you should be doing. Morally speaking, you're a little bit in the gray area here. Yep. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's not right that she's doing it, but once you start... It is one of those things where I'm going, if you had told Jeremy, hey, I found your wife's autobiography, do you mind if I read it so that I can kind of understand where she's coming Mm -hmm. from with the characters? Yeah. Okay. Jeremy doesn't know that this autobiography exists. Yeah. Or does he? Or does he? <laughs> Who knows? Maybe he wrote it. Yeah, I don't know. There's so much to speculate about yeah. in this book. One of the interesting things I find is that Verity's books are written, like the the books that she writes, not the autobiography, um, are written from the villain's perspective. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of going, I'd read that. <laughs> I know. I was like, oh, I want to read those books. I'm curious. We need, like, an offshoot series where it's, like, Verity's books. Yes. And basically, Colleen Hoover writes under the name of Verity Crawford. Yes. That would be really good. I know. That would be good. So, uh, Colleen Hoover, if you're listening. <laughs> if you're listening, write this series. Yes. would be great. Do it. <laughs> but because she writes from the perspective of the villain, I'm kind of going, is that because you identify with the villain because mm-hmm. you are a villain? Yes. I mean, what you did to your kids or tried to do to your kids firmly puts you in the villain book. Yes. Like, but also, some of her characters are based on Jeremy. So, or like, because she is writing while he's away. And so she's putting his characteristics into her characters, I believe. I thought that was just the first one. Maybe. Okay. Maybe it was just the first one. But yeah, that's the thing, too, though. Jeremy doesn't read her books. He said he read the first one, but after that, he hasn't read any of her books. Yeah. So, depending on how villainy the first book was, Mm -hmm. if his wife, and I mean, what you write in a book does not mean, like, Stephen King is not a murderer because he writes about murder. But, if Verity's books are getting progressively more villainy, if you don't read the books, you don't know, Mm -hmm. I don't know, I might be reading into things there, but. He hasn't read her books, so if she's basically 
pretending to be all rainbows and sunshine for him, but is actually getting progressively more villainy. Yeah. In her books and in her personal life. That other weapon indication. Is that making sense? I think so. Sort of. Do you get the gist of what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I am interested to see what happens with everything. Yes. Um, I really hope that Loan and Jeremy don't end up together because, oh, oh my word. I know. How I met your mother. Well, your first mother was still alive and living in the house, but, you know, kind of out of it, so I just got a replacement. Awkward. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so true, though. Like, that, I just, like, I was screaming inside towards the end of the first half. Like, mm-hmm. just, no, don't, don't go there. Just don't. Why, Why do you have to do that? Be friends. Yeah. Fine. But for crying out loud, don't take it farther than that. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Have some respect for yourself, for him and his wife. Mm-hmm. Even if she is a villain, like for crying out loud. Yeah. Do you really want to aggravate and antagonize the woman who is probably more mobile than she indicates? Mm-hmm. Same house. I know. That's... And yes, you have a lock on your bedroom door, but... Yeah. And it talks about... Lowen sleepwalking mm-hmm. when she was a kid, and so I'm wondering how that's going to factor in. See, that's the thing. We don't have Lowen's full story yet either. No. There's like, a there's lot. There's more going on there. There's definitely a lot more happening with Lowen. Mm-hmm. So. Is it weird to say of old people, Jeremy's the one I don't trust the most? <laughs> no. Like, I hate Verity, but there's an element of, if you're writing an autobiography, and you're being this honest. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say you're less likely to hide things because it's not. But your motives are clear. There's more of a logic to it. Yeah. Whereas Jeremy, I just don't trust the guy. There's so many unknowns about him. Like, we don't really know anything about him. No. Aside from what we have read in Verity's book and heard from Lowen. So, yeah, there's just a lot of unknowns there he seems like a good father but maybe he killed the turtle we don't know he's portrayed very well from both women yeah and so and i I never trust a guy who all women agree is great (laughs) if everybody's agreeing that you're the most fantastic human in the world i do not trust you huh okay everybody has somebody who hates them i wonder who hates me no uh like that's that's the thing characters who and real people who appear to be perfect tend to be the ones with the most secrets yep and the most things to hide yeah in most cases yes like there might be one or two cases where i'm sure there's the rare case yeah but i'm gonna guess the probabilities on my side (laughs) (laughs) yes no you're right there's usually something yeah see cynicism wins out (laughs) too good to be true right yep yeah To be fair, I was listening to like a four-hour podcast about John Wayne Gacy. Four hours? Mm-hmm. They were thorough. And before I read this book, so I may just have been overly suspicious of human beings at that point. <laughs> well, oh, man. I think there's reason to be suspicious of these characters. Because there's a lot of hinting at things also. She does a very good job of giving you information, but holding enough back that it's kind of, eh, maybe I'll tell you, maybe I won't. Yep. There might be more to this story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So I think we're both going to be finishing this book pretty quickly. Yep, that's definitely. I am looking forward to it. I want to know. Yeah. I have a feeling I'm not going to like the ending. I have a feeling mm-hmm. that Verity's going to have some kind of redemption arc, but then back down into craziness. Yeah. But 
I am looking forward to the rest of it, and I totally yeah. understand why this author is so popular if this is what she normally writes. Yep, if her books... I started one of her books a while ago, and I think I got, like, three or four chapters in, and I... Couldn't get hooked? No, I don't... I think sometimes, like, books are like that. They're just not the right book at the right time for mm-hmm. me. And so I'm not opposed to going back and trying it again because the premise of that one also sounds very interesting. So, um, but I'm glad that this one, like I was hooked basically from the first chapter. Mm-hmm. And so I started, I started yesterday afternoon. I read for a big chunk and I think I got about halfway through, so a quarter of the way through the book. And then I said to Mike, I was like, I have to read half of this book by tomorrow. And he kind of looks at me like, okay. And I was like, it's not going to be a problem. <laughs> no, not at all. And I finished and it didn't even like, I think it was like 9.30 when I finished. Mm. That's what I started. (laughs) (laughs) I said to him, you didn't think I could finish this, did you? And he was like, I don't know what I thought. (laughs) I was like, whatever. No, that's the thing. It isn't a very easy read. Yeah. And I burned through it. I kind of figured out I'd have to not slog through it, but it kind of get a little Mm -hmm. bit bored and kind of go, I have to finish it. Yeah. As opposed to, I have to finish it. Yeah. I usually read about a page a minute but this book i was reading faster than that mm-hmm. so yes yeah. very very easy to read yep it is so i mean i started reading <laughs> i leave podcast books till like the night before so they're fresh in my <laughs> fresh. mind that's exactly why you do that yep <laughs> <laughs> and it's not at all procrastination no Ooh. couldn't possibly be um but i started it about 9 30 10 o'clock last night and I was done both podcast books by 1, one thirty in the morning. Yeah, that's they're, not bad. They're quick reads. Yeah. So. And this one, I was going to take it on my vacation last week. I'm glad I didn't. Because <laughs> no, you would have read the entire thing. I might then. have read the entire book. Yeah. If it was just sitting there, half read, I... Nope. nope. Would have finished it. Yep. Would have finished it. Absolutely. That's the thing, too. I read... Yeah, I read Verity first. Podcasts are recorded two at a time. So we were doing Verity and Frontlines. I read Verity first. And if it wasn't already like 10, 30, 11 o'clock, by the time I finished the first half of Verity, and I knew that I had Frontlines that I needed to finish, <laughs> yes. I would have had a lot harder time putting it down. Which is one of the reasons why I kind of just wait till the very last minute yeah. to read these books. Because I read quick, I know I can get them done. But it does also mean that I have to control myself yes. and not read the rest of them. Yep. So so it's, I mean, we've had a few, I don't know if duds, but books that have been tougher to read. Yes. We we did a, a complete number on ourselves with the last two. Yeah. And so it's good to have these two books that are both very interesting and compelling yes. and begging to be finished. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm very interested to see what happens in the next half mm-hmm. and... Oh, I'm sure there's going to be some bombshells, and I'm probably going to yell at the book a few times. But <laughs> I expect that. It's I, I don't expect to come out liking any of the characters. No. I just hope that there's some surprises also. Oh, I expect there will be. Yeah, there has to be, because I... I've already been quite surprised, and we're only halfway through. Yeah, and I'm so, like, what is going on? What is... Not that I'm confused about the book, but I'm just confused about where she's taking this. That's the thing I'm going, are you going for evil ex-wife kind of romance arc? Are you going for everybody dies at the end? (laughs) That's only two options, right? Like, that's the thing I'm going, I don't know what you're trying to achieve. Mm -hmm. Are you trying to make Verity look better and explain her motivations for future crimes slash issues? Or are you trying to 
set her up as the villain so that Lowen was looking like the good one. Yeah. Or is Jeremy going to come on the left field and turn it to be a serial killer? Because, I mean, two of the kids are dead and one's wife is injured. Yes. And I, like... That's the thing, too. His, his children's deaths are suspicious. One of them drowned. One of them died of an allergy. Yeah. Like, when your kid has peanut allergy, you usually make sure that you send along the EpiPen and that people know. Like, yeah, she was at a friend's house, but... But she was also old enough to know. Yeah. I, I'm suspicious of everyone and yes. everything. Yep. I feel like there has to be a good guy somewhere in this book, but... So far, I think it's the turtle that crew let go. <laughs> Maybe it's one of the nurses. I don't know. They also seem a little suspicious to me. Well, there's the, the one regular nurse, and then there's the... The weekend nurse. The weekend nurse, right. I don't know. I get the feeling that was April as the regular nurse. Yes, I yeah. think so. I do get the feeling that she knows more than she's letting on. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. She seemed very protective of Verity. Mm-hmm. Which, to be fair... Yeah, it's a good quality in a nurse. It's a good quality in a nurse, provided it doesn't get taken too far. Yeah, but I, I agree that there's something... I feel like there's something there, too. There's there's no character I trust. <laughs> Wait, Corey, maybe. The beginning. Lowen's ex-boyfriend. And agent. And agent. Yeah. He hasn't really shown up at all. Like, you'd think he'd at least call and go, Hey, you're staying at a random stranger's house. I told yeah. you not to do this, yeah. but are you still alive Just and okay? Just checking in. So, I don't know. Yeah. Basically, I'm going to be reading the second half of this book tonight. I'm not waiting. <laughs> You're not going to wait till the night before <laughs> not recording. Wait till the next <laughs> night before recording because I don't think I can do that. So, yeah. yeah, it will be very interesting. That's for sure. Any other final points before we read the second half and then rant about how excellent slash horrible it was? <laughs> Uh, nope. I just wish I could just go sit in your office and read it all afternoon. (laughs) Ah, that's the life. Yeah, if only, right? (laughs) We all wish we could. Yep. But, uh, anyway, we will see you after we read the second half and see how it goes. And we're back with part two of Verity. So, Jess, I know you have some thoughts. (laughs) Tell me what you think. Medication needs to be prescribed to people, and they need a team of psychiatrists. <laughs> There's not a single sane one. Yeah. Yes. They are all a little nutty, aren't they? Sure. <laughs> and nutty makes me think of a little old lady that knits sweaters for homeless cats. <laughs> not this train wreck of a human being. This is a whole other level of nutty. Yes. This is like, need meds in pink padded mm-hmm. rooms. I think I figured out the picture on the cover, though. I still hadn't, so what do I you think prefer? it's, um, the daughter caught in the fishing net. Ah, yes, no, that makes sense, that makes yeah. sense. Why they chose that for the cover, I don't know, but... Very abstract. It, it makes the cover make sense, but not mm-hmm. why they chose it for the cover. Yeah. Yeah, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, well, I knew, I knew, I knew, I knew that Verity was faking. Yes. <laughs> yes. And, uh, I, yeah... I was, like, a little bit speechless, I think, at the end, because it was, like, okay, that was, it was unexpected, but I still was waiting for something more that I didn't get. Yes. I'm not quite sure. I kind of feel like there needs to be an extra chapter there, kind of going, explaining a few things. Yeah. We should preface this by saying, there's going to be spoilers in this part, so if you don't want the book ruined for you, um, now would be a good time to stop listening. Yes. (laughs) Yes. But, yeah, like, the letter that she wrote where she sounded like a normal person and the manuscript was like totally made up. 
And I was like, is that, what, what is real? The manuscript or the mm. the letter? You know, I, I wasn't sure. I have my theories. Okay, so what Granted, is? Granted, my theory is always to assume the worst uh -huh. for the best, but it's probably the worst. <laughs> so your theory is the manuscript is the... My theory is the manuscript is real. And the letter was fake. And the letter's fake. Okay. Because it feels a bit like the letter was written, like, the manuscript was written over a period of time, mm -hmm. and poor Verity had the car accident. The letter was written, like, what, a day or two maybe before she was killed? It feels like she wrote the letter because she knew she was going to be found out and was hoping that the letter would be found and that they'd go, oh, you're innocent, it's fine. Yeah. It, it feels a lot more like a, oh, ha, ha, just joking, just joking. The manuscript is just a joke. I'm not, I'm not serious. I'm not actually a horrible human being. Mm -hmm. um, rather than, like, honest. Yeah. I'd believe it a lot more if the letter was written before the manuscript or before... Lowen ever came into their lives. Right. The fact that it's the timing of when it was written mm -hmm. that I find suspect more than what the letter actually contained. Right. Uh, you could be very right about that. It's not really clear mm -hmm. in the book. Like, the book makes it seem like the letter is the true thing, but at the same time, it does leave a little bit of a question there. My problem with this book is there's nobody that I liked. There's no yeah. character of where I'm going. You're the good guy. Everybody was the bad guy. Yeah. And I was right about Jeremy, so ha! <laughs> I yeah. knew he was evil. <laughs> In my notes, I wrote, Jeremy is a jerk. Oh, he's like, totally a jerk. Full stop. That's it. He just, I can't, I can't believe that they killed her. Like, was that necessary? What gets me is there was no, like, on Jeremy's part, there was no explain yourself. He yeah. did not, I mean, he read the manuscript, but not really. He basically skipped. And then he basically stormed into her room and went, explain yourself. Oh, well, if you don't explain yourself, I'm going to call the cops. Oh, well, now I'm going to choke you to death. Like, it's Lowen standing by the side and going, you know, if you made her choke on her own vomit, yes. it wouldn't leave marks. I'm like, who the hell does that? Yeah. Like, there's so much wrong with Lowen, too, where I'm going, Oh, I know. She's manipulative. get some medication, woman. Yes. She is manipulative and... She's not as innocent as she appears to be. I feel like in the first half, all characters still had a point where they could have been the good guys. Yeah. That got shot to hell about five seconds after I started reading the second half. <laughs> when she started going through his closet and wearing his shirts. I know. I was going, ew! What is up with that? That is such a violation of privacy. You've known this guy less than two weeks. I know. I know. And he's married. Her behavior around him was yeah. inappropriate. Very much. I feel like I'm, I'm a little old lady. Oh, no, he to me. <laughs> but also, like, this book was very explicit. It was. To the point where even Lowen was skimming. Was skimming and saying how it was too much. And it was too much. Like, it, for me, all of that was not necessary in this book. No. At all. We could fade to black every once in a while. Mm-hmm. It's okay if we don't get all the details. We don't need all the gory details. All the details. Yeah. This is probably, like, one of the most explicit books I've ever read. It's up there. Like, it, and it's not so much the content as how it was written. Mm -hmm. Like, it's it's like she poked into her, her head into a locker room, and the first five 
inappropriate words, <laughs> again, little lady, um, <laughs> that she heard, she just used on repeat. Mm-hmm. Like, some authors take it too far with the thesaurus. <laughs> she didn't take it far enough with the thesaurus. <laughs> yes. Which, I mean, I get because it does. It's that she's creating villains. Right. And that does aid in making you hate the characters. But at the same time, I'm going fade to black for crying out loud. Yeah. Like, I get where she was going with that, but it was too much. Mm-hmm. Too much. I did find it funny. Uh, the letter... Yeah, the letter from Verity basically went, seriously, he just believes everything. Does he seriously think women think about sex that much? <laughs> Come on. Like, okay. Yeah, but you're crazy. You're faking your own illness. Like, yes. Yes, I know. Is it really a stretch? It's just... There was just so much in this book that I was like, what? What? I just, yeah. I don't know. I am of the opinion that Verity is the bad guy. I'm I'm of the opinion that everybody's the bad guy. Yeah. But that Verity did actually, the the manuscript is real. Yeah. That's just me. It could be because I just want to think the worst of everybody. (laughs) But, like, I don't disagree with you. I think all the characters were kind of icky. Yeah, like there, there wasn't really any characters in this book that were likable. So the thing that got me to like Lowen, oh my word, that chick needs meds. <laughs> she deliberately tries to get pregnant. Yeah. Who the hell does that? I know. When you're living in the guy's house and his, as far as you know, medically handicapped wife is right there. Who does that? I know. It's disgusting. Like, she... This was not a, oops, I fell in love with the wrong guy accidentally. Mm -hmm. This is, I tried everything I possibly could to insinuate myself into his and his son's life in order to try and take his wife's place. Like, it was not accidental. It was intentional. And that's just skeevy. It is. But also because... We don't really understand. Like, I don't understand why. Like, what was her end game there? Was she just trying to like get some money because they were rich, or but they were, if, if she had just done the job that she was supposed to, she would have gotten plenty of money. Exactly. So, what was like? What was her end game with all of that? It feels a lot like she. The thing is, she went from kind of a crappy apartment and a sick mother, and it feels like she a, a method of escapism. Where it's kind of, I can I can have this life. All I have to do is get this guy to fall in love with me. Mm-hmm. Because he's a kind of a horrid human being. He does. Like, Yeah. The other thing with her character, it, it always alluded to some like deep, dark secret or something that she had. Yeah, no sleepwalking. But, like, yeah, it was sleep- sleepwalking. She jumped off a, a deck or something, mm-hmm. right? And I was like, is that it? Seriously? I was like waiting That's for her. I was waiting for her to have killed somebody in her yeah. sleep or something. Like... Like, her I mother just, or something. And, I mean, her mother's reaction seemed a bit overdue. Yeah. But, like, I just wanted more from mm-hmm. her character. Or, like, that there should be more... Felt like there should be something more there. Her character's missing a fair amount of background. Mm-hmm. And, oh, was it her, her agent, Corey? Like, he's there in the first part. And then totally gone. And then totally gone. Like, yeah. I think she calls him or he calls her, like, a day or two in to make sure she wasn't murdered in this guy's house. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, it's just poof, gone. But why isn't he checking in on her? That's the thing. 
He yeah. seems like the only slightly redeemable character. Yeah. And she's like, oh, no, you're living in a random guy's house. That's fine. <laughs> Never mind the fact that two of his kids are dead and his wife is in horror condition. I'm sure he's fine. Yeah. He seems like a great guy. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And the dream thing. But she dreamed that Harper killed Chaston in a dream mm-hmm. when they were, like, what, six months? And then for the next eight years, roughly, treated Harper terribly mm-hmm. because she figured, well, Chaston's going to kill her. Anyway, so Harper, or er, Harper's going to kill Chaston, so Chaston needs all the love now. Right. I mean, A, nature versus nurture for the psychopath there. Mm-hmm. You want to make sure that your kid kills your other kid. Treat one yeah. kid like gold and the other kid's like not so gold. Yep. And see how that turns out for you. <laughs> and yes, that's in the manuscript and all whatnot. It's not necessarily true or we don't know for sure that yep. it's true. But what got me was later, Lowen has a dream about crew when he's like that mm-hmm. and thinks that he's evil. And then when she wakes up the next morning, she's like, oh yeah, maybe he is evil. And I'm like, what the hell is wrong with these women? Yeah. Why are they so terrified of kids? <laughs> yeah. No, they're it's determined true. to think that all the kids are evil. And yeah, Crew was a bit of a weird kid. Yeah, but there was nothing like... But he's also gone through a fair amount of trauma. Yeah. So, yeah, he's a weird kid, and I think he needs therapy. But I'm not looking at him going, he's evil. No, there wasn't anything... I don't know. His character, I feel like they started... She started to develop it, and then sort of... Yeah, it felt he fell off after the the turtle. Yeah, "Eh, Yeah. I also want the turtle explained. (laughs) I'm sorry, but there's a dead turtle. I want to know why the turtle died. Yes, I am not buying that that he just wasn't fed. That was never addressed. I think that Verity killed him. Well, it's very possible. That's if the manuscript is real, I wouldn't put it past her. It's official. You heard it here first. Verity killed the turtle. (laughs) I'm very protective. But, uh, yeah, like, I just feel like Crew's character sort of got dropped off in the second half and, like, yeah. let's not worry about him anymore. And even it, it, the therapy and stuff like that for him, mm-hmm. uh, Jeremy taking Crew out of therapy and then kind of going, ah, yeah, yeah, do you think I should put him back in? Should I put him back in? I'll put him back in because you said I should. I get that they don't know what they're doing and it's difficult. And, yeah, for some kids, having a psychologist poke around in their head is not going to be good. But kind of felt a bit like a afterthought. But the Jeremy just didn't know what to do with this kid anymore. Yeah. Like, like he wanted the kid to get better. Like, I, I don't think Jeremy didn't care for his kids. No. For as much as he t- tried to kill his wife three times and succeeded on the third. <laughs> he didn't, he, he was never a bad father. No. It just kind of felt like he had no idea what the heck to do now. No. And let me ask this woman who I've known for less than two weeks. Who doesn't her, know my kid. Yeah. Let me ask her opinion about what I should do. And, and then uh, just follow it. Yeah. That's the thing. He didn't he didn't ask a different opinion or like uh, the April's opinion, who's arguably spent more time with crew yeah. than uh Lowen has. Yeah, exactly. And she's a medical professional. And at the end of the day, as a parent, you know your kid better than anybody. Yeah. Presumably. I'd hope so. And, you uh, never know. The teen years will throw a bug here until yes, that. Till they get to the teen years. But as a five year old you know your kid better than anybody. You know their favorite Ninja Turtle. Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> the dead one. <laughs> poor turtle. But, like, you know, if you're concerned, take him to the doctor. Yeah. You know, don't ask a random woman who's living in your house. And, like, the thing that got me 
was he asked her for her opinion on therapy and how it helped her and disregarded the fact that her experience was completely different. Mm -hmm. Crew is dealing with two dead sisters and a mother who, while not... What is her condition anyway? I I don't really know if they ever say... Put it this way, paralyzed. Yeah. Who a, a mother who is pretending to be paralyzed, but not pretending to be paralyzed with him. Right. But getting him to lie to everybody else. Yeah, like she still talks to him and stuff. Yeah, which has got to be confusing as heck for a little dude. Mm-hmm. He's comparing all of that to, I jumped off a railing once when I was sleepwalking and broke my wrist. Yeah, and I had a bad relationship with my mother. Yeah. Two deaths, two and a half deaths cannot compare to, I jumped off a railing when yeah. I was sleepwalking. Yeah, agreed. Like, it's not that Lowen's issues are less, just that it's apples and oranges. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I just, you know, this book was interesting. It kept me, like, reading. Mm, it kept me engaged, that's for sure. Yeah. I only yelled, yelled at it a few times. <laughs> but i just not sure. Like, this is a problem I have with, like, thrillers sometimes, because I read a lot of thrillers, mm. and I'm always waiting for, like, that big, like, you know, shocking thing. And there was, like, a, oh, a little shocking-ish thing in this book it just wasn't i was waiting for more in the end and i didn't get that don't like how it ended no i do not like those thrillers i leave you with questions Mm -hmm. i want everything tied up in a nice neat bow (laughs) for more questions i'll watch the news some questions are okay in my opinion no no i want everything tied up in a nice neat bow i've got no patience (laughs) for it but this was like no i just i felt like something was missing from the ending and i don't know I don't know. It needed something. Mm-hmm. Because, I, I don't know, it felt a little bit like she hit a word count or a deadline. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting because it was a personal project. It wasn't something she had a um, contract or whatever for. Mm-hmm. But it felt a bit like, like we went from Lowen and Jeremy Mer- murdering Verity to seven months later. I'm pregnant. We're happy. We've bought a different house and everything's going joyously. Mm-hmm. And then I found a letter. And the letter means that I'm a no good, horrible murderer who has murdered somebody without cause. Yeah. Possibly. Oh, well, I'll, I'll uh, flush the letter down the toilet and my husband will never find out and we'll be happy forever. Yeah, right. Like, like if you killed one wife, what makes you think you're safe? Yeah. I wouldn't want to. I would. Because his I, first instinct after reading the manuscript all the times. Or both times was murdering Verity. Yeah, it wasn't take it to the police. That's, and yeah, to be fair, I cannot say what my reaction would be. But not if, even take it to the police. But let's talk about this. Mm-hmm. Like you know, knowing full well that she's a writer, that's a manuscript. Exactly. Like I get that it would be jarring, and allegedly, I can understand his response. Mm-hmm. And allegedly. I would possibly have, hypothetically, with my fictional children, had they been murdered, a similar response. Right. But but after that first cooling off, uh, I can't murder you outright because then I'll go to prison. Mm-hmm. There's premeditated thought and there's no discussion. Yeah. Like what? He's... I don't like that guy. No. He's sketchy as all get out. And plus, if Lola couldn't keep it in her pants, he should. She wasn't married. He was. Exactly. Like, I know. And, yeah, like, why does she think that now he's going to be just hunky-dory and, like, they're going to have the perfect life? Yeah. Obviously, the guy's got issues. Mm-hmm. 
So. Name one person in this book that doesn't have issues. Yeah, true. True, true. The unnamed night nurse seemed fine. <laughs> yeah. But even the day nurse also seemed a little sketchy. I don't Maybe she was... the day nurse knew. Oh, probably. But that's the thing, too. Where was she? Does she know? I got the feeling that she knew. Yeah, she may have. That's a difficult thing to hide. Mm-hmm. Like, that's every single... That's everything. Yeah. From twitching your finger to moving your eyes to what happens if you sneeze. Mm-hmm. And how could Jeremy, living with her all that time, not know? Was he just that oblivious? Oblivious, guilt, wanting to see what he wants to see. I don't know that I, I don't buy it completely, but... I also don't know if guilt is a feeling that he feels. <laughs> Honestly, everybody in this book seemed like either a sociopath or a psychopath, which did make it interesting. But it also meant that, like, don't trust or like any of the characters. It was definitely a page turn. Uh, I think that this is a little bit of a departure from what she normally writes. Yeah, she did um, say in the back that this is not her normal, like, um, romantic fiction type thing. Yeah. So I'm curious to read some of her other books to see if they live up to the hype. This one, I'm a little on the fence about, but... I think it's good for, in terms of pulling me in Mm -hmm. and making me yell at a book. (laughs) Can't fault it. Definitely evoked some emotion. The end of it, I'm like, I don't like it when it's mm. not in a nice neat bow and I know who killed the turtle. <laughs> that being said, I don't know that I'd actually read her the rest of her like romantic fiction. Stuff. No, but you're not a big one for romance either. No, I'm cynical so. and a horrible human being. No, <laughs> it's just not your thing. And so, yeah, I have um, a book on hers on order. So I'm just waiting for it to come, and then I'm going to dive in and see what, see if those ones live up to the hype, too. Yeah, let me know how that, uh, how that goes. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's definitely blowing up right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So there's something there people like. Mm. One of the things I did make a note of here is Jeremy very much has a type. Crazy writers. <laughs> That's lighter than I put it in the notes, but <laughs> it's... Yeah, mm-hmm. It's also interesting to me that Verity, um, her books were written from the point of view from the, of the villain, right? Mm-hmm. And it seems like this book was all villains also, right? And the, from their point of view. Yes, and I skimmed through the author notes and stuff like that and a thank yous and whatnot at the end. And one of them was, thanks to my husband, you're not allowed to read this book either because I still want you to love me. <laughs> and I'm going <laughs> like what it would be in the book because <laughs> I mean Jeremy didn't read Verity's books either because of a similar reason where he didn't want to see what his wife's brain was capable of. Yeah. So Yeah, that's the thing. I don't it's interesting. <laughs> I don't know if my brain would be capable of writing a book like this. I don't think I would have it in me. I'm gonna stay mum on that topic because <laughs> I could very easily. I We'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's... I don't know. I wasn't disappointed with the second half of the book. Like, first half of the book, when I finished it, I have to know what happens. Mm-hmm. I have to know what, what how this all plays out. Yeah. Second half, it didn't slow down in pacing Mm-mm. or anything like that. I don't feel like there's a major twist. Like, the Lo and Jeremy thing was always going to happen. Yeah. The Verity thing. I assumed she would exit the picture at some point. Did I think it'd be Jeremy that killed her? Not necessarily, 
but I'm not overly surprised because the dude's creepy. Yep. <sighs> <laughs> Sorry, my, my first thought is, he's a hugger. You're not a hugger. I'm not a hugger. No. And it weirds me out a bit. The amount of physical contact between him and Loan, keeping in mind they knew each other for like two weeks before they committed murder together, like, he is basically a stranger. And they hug all the time. And I don't understand that mm-hmm. as... Yeah. Yeah, see, that's that's one of those things. As, as a person who really enjoyed COVID and the six-foot minimums, I'll tell you, that was glorious. <laughs> <laughs> Not the rest of COVID, but honestly, the social distancing, we can keep that for the rest of our lives. Fantastic. <laughs> I think the, the amount of physical contact between two virtual strangers is part of the reason why I was so creeped out by Jeremy. Mm-hmm. And the fact that his name is Jeremy. <laughs> What's wrong with the name Jeremy? I knew a guy named Jeremy who was creepy. Oh. So I think there's just that association. I know two Jeremys, and they're both very nice guys. Mm, no, I know at least so. one Jeremy who's creepy. Mm, well, it's not as bad as Justin's, I'll give it that. <laughs> you need to meet my Jeremys. They're nice guys. <laughs> I keep them in the closet. We bring them out for guests. <laughs> yes, that is true. <laughs> yes. No, but. No. It was a book. I'm glad I read it. Would you recommend it? I would. Although, to be fair, if I'm recommending this and you haven't read it at the end of this podcast where we just basically ruin the whole thing for you, <laughs> you may not enjoy it. Well, no, there's still things in there that I think will... It's still definitely an interesting read. It's an interesting read. It is one of those things where I think if you go at it knowing that the characters are all crazy and a bit more from a uh, psychoanalytical point of view, <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be... It'd still be definitely be an interesting read. Yeah. Um, Although I would not recommend it to my mom. So mom, if you're listening, <laughs> this one's not for you. Yeah. Yeah. That is one where it's like, okay, we've gotten a tad too graphic for me to be comfortable with my grandmother reading this now. <laughs> yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's it's one of those where it's yeah. awkward that way. So be warned, it is graphic. Yes. Uh, a lot. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Any other? I don't think thoughts? so. I think that's basically it. I mean, I don't like any of the characters. I wasn't surprised by the murder at the end. The letter annoyed me because it felt like a bit of a, oh shoot, I might get caught. I better get an alibi in place, cop out. Yeah. And I want to know what happened to the turtle. (laughs) We'll never know. (laughs) Oh, this would be great from the turtle's point of view. (laughs) Oh, that'd be brilliant. That's what the final chapter should be, from the turtle's point of view. <laughs> the turtle answers all your questions. Yes. There you go. It would make sense. The turtle was in the house, witness to various events. Yep. The turtle was in the lake, witness to the drowning. Maybe the turtle went on the sleepover where the other daughter was killed. You never know. You, you don't know where this turtle has all been. <laughs> Got any final, uh, any uh, fun facts for us? Yes, I do have some fun facts. Uh, you're going to love this one. This is about turtles. It is not. Bummer. I'm sorry. Um, on her website, it's got her signature at the top, and underneath it says, Professional Make-Believer. <laughs> Which I thought, well, okay, sure. I don't know if I would call myself that as an author, but... I'm just hearing, like, Believer. Believer. That isn't Justin Bieber. Yeah, I know. No. No, Make-Believer. No. Um... So Colleen Hoover originally worked as a social worker and teacher before she started her writing career. And in December of 2012, she self-published the novel Hopeless, 
and on January 20th, it became number one on the New York Times bestseller list and remained there for three weeks. And it was the first self-published novel to ever top the list. That's impressive. I can see why. She's a good writer. She is a good writer. There's things that drive me crazy about this book, but this book is written well enough that I care about it. The writing is good. The pacing is good. I can can completely understand why she's popular. Yeah. But you, like, you have strong feelings about the characters in the book. <laughs> and if it was a poorly written book, you wouldn't care. No, no, right? I, I wouldn't care at all. So, I've written, read, written, read some terrible books where I'm just like, what's even the point? Yeah. But this one you want to keep reading. You want to see what happens. You want to, you know, are these characters going to redeem themselves? Is it all going to go to pot at the end? Like, what's... Yeah. Yeah. So, yep. I can see why her books are popular. Oh, definitely. Um, and I'm looking forward to reading more. I definitely recommend that if the podcast hasn't absolutely ruined this book for somebody <laughs> to to read it. Like yeah. it is, it is fascinating um, and really well done. And I mean, if romance is more your thing, I'm sure her other books are just as mm-hmm. just as good. Yep. So well, then yeah. I mean, read the book, read her other books. Um, there's extremely long holds list for most of them. So yeah, but we're getting more. So hopefully, you can get a copy before the end of the year. <laughs> And yeah, we'll see you all on the next page. See you. Reminder that all of the content here is our personal opinions. Except for the facts. The facts are facts. The facts are facts. True. But uh, these are opinions. If you disagree, that's fantastic. It's your prerogative. (laughs) Tell us what you think in the comments. Yes, let us know. So that's our show for this week. Thank you all for listening. And thank you to our editor, Linda, for editing this into a cohesive mess. And we'll see you next time.